This episode of the PTA Elevation podcast is sponsored by the 600 Plus system. The 600 Plus system offers a self-paced resource library full of videos containing a variety of topics that could appear on the NPTE. There are also mini quizzes to help test your knowledge on NPTE subjects and also contains the blueprint that students who work with us directly in our coaching program use to maximize their success on the NPTE. If you are looking for a way to ease your anxiety about taking the NPTE and take control of your studying, check out the link in the description below to learn more about the program. We look forward to serving you. Now on to the show. What's up, future PTAs? If you're taking the exam in January 2024 or later, listen up because on Sunday, October 22nd at 1 p.m. Eastern time, we'll be hosting our quarterly masterclass webinar. Now, this is to help students get out of their own head, realize what's been going wrong with their studying, what changes they need to make, and help them make their next attempt their last attempt on the NPTE. So if you're interested, go down into the show notes down below to register. It's free. Now on to the show. What's up, everybody? Today's video is about trigeminal neuralgia. So this is a condition that is very unfortunate if you end up having it. Um, it has been termed sometimes like the suicide condition, um, just because your face is in so much pain that people have ended up um, killing themselves because of the amount of pain that they're in. Fortunately, there are surgical solutions to this that can take away the pain and then we can work with them, but um, let's kind of get into this pathology, how it happens, how it presents, and then how it will show up on the boards. So this condition will affect the trigeminal nerve, which is nice because it's in the name. And so let's go over our trigeminal nerve. Remember, this is going to be one of our cranial nerves. This is cranial nerve five. There are three branches off of the trigeminal nerve. Nerve. There is the ophthalmic branch, which is V1. There is the maxillary branch, which is V2. And then there's the mandibular branch, which is V3. A good way to remember the different branches is to take your fingers, one, two, three, put them on the side of your face. You have your pointer finger. So I'm taking my right hand. I'm holding the number three up in my hand. I'm taking it. I'm putting it on my face. And I have the pointer finger going up towards my forehead. So it's like on my temple, that's going to be your V1, your ophthalmic branch, your V2, which is my middle finger is going to be going towards my nose, which is over my cheek, which is the maxillary branch because it's on your maxilla. And then the three, which would be my ring finger is going down towards my jaw, which is the mandibular branch, which is V3. So that's a good way to remember the trigeminal nerve. You take your three in your hand, you put it on your face, one, two, three. If you're listening to this on a podcast, make sure to watch the video version because it's going to make a lot more sense. So with the trigeminal nerve, what you'll see is you're going to see pain along those nerve distributions. It could be over just one specific nerve distribution. It could be over multiple ones. It could be the whole entire face. Um, and so you're going to see pain in that area. And then you're also going to see they're going to have difficulty with the muscles of mastication, which is like your masseter um, and then your pterygoids and your temporalis, which are all responsible for chewing. And just to remember that those are the two components of the trigeminal nerve, sensation to the face and then motor innervation to the muscles that are responsible for chewing. So even talking is going to be difficult 
moving the mouth up and down as well. So the etiology of this, this picture over here to the right is actually your brainstem. Um, here's where your optic chiasm is. And then you can see um, your pons is right here. And then your medulla is down here. All of these are where all your cranial nerves pop out. So if you ever saw something where it was like cranial nerves, three through 12 all come out of the brainstem, that's where these are all coming out. So you can see this is your trigeminal nerve. There's one on each side, one here one here. This is a big fat nerve. It's actually your biggest cranial nerve that's coming out. Um, it's very thick, which means that I can get, it's got a lot of space to be able to be squished by something else um, just based on its size. So a lot of times um, there's blood vessels that have come through around this area and you're going to see that um, those blood vessels could become enlarged and swollen and that could cause compromise to the trigeminal nerve, could be other like fluid or something in the area usually just because it's a bigger structure, which means it has more opportunity to have problems happen to it versus a smaller structure. Um, that's why you'll see problems with the trigeminal nerve getting compressed somewhere where it exits the brainstem. That's probably one of the more common areas where you'll see it. And because it's right where it exits the brainstem, that would be the entire face is going to be you know, compromised because um, it hasn't branched off yet. So again, you'll either see compression of the entire trigeminal nerve right where it comes out, or of one of these vessels that's popping out, or one of these branches that are coming out of the various different areas. And so regardless of where you see the compression, distal to wherever the compression is, you're going to have the symptoms of the pain. So it'll be sensation to the face, and then motor will be muscles of mastication, so the chewing muscles. Other common causes can be a tumor somewhere, could be a benign cyst um, somewhere along the nerve pathway, or it could be, you know, brainstem, neuro kind of tumor going on, meningioma, if it's the spinal cord or something that's like, you know, advancing to various areas, it's it's not ideal. Um, you could also have infectious disease. So a lot of our neuro conditions that are going to affect an axon or a specific nerve can be messed up through any sort of viral infection. So um, literally anything could be the flu. And then all of a sudden you develop this afterwards. That's why people will get Guillain-Barre after having flu Epstein-Barr virus can cause, you know, Guillain-Barre and stuff like that. Um, even like our diabetes type one can be triggered by a viral infection. There's a lot of nerve things that can be triggered by viral infections um, because they'll cause inflammation of the myelin, which is going to cause problems with nerve conduction and alter the ability for the nerve to work. And so you could also have demyelination of the axon due to MS. So that's another condition. Um, and then you could have a viral infection that triggers MS. Kind of crazy. Um, so the demyelination of the axon is going to definitely cause problems. And then we talked about before a swollen blood vessel near the nerve, which is where it pops out of the, um, the brain stem. So that could be another uh, reason why. And then compression. We already talked about that when it exits the brainstem. These are the most common causes of this, which is really unfortunate because it's not even the patient's fault. Like they just, it randomly happens. So let's go into what it looks like. We've kind of already talked about this. You're going to have pain along the distribution of the nerve. Um, I said nerve root, it's really just nerve. Um, I'll edit that, but it's just along the nerve along the nerve distribution. Um, you'll have constant pain in the face. It's going to be worsened by touching the face, like either washing your face or shaving your face or something like that. Um, even if you're resting your face on your hand, that would cause a lot of um, pain. Uh, it can be either constant 
or it's episodic. So like maybe it's fine most of the time, but then if the patient starts like touching their face, that's when it gets triggered. Um, and again, it's going to be a typically a unilateral presentation. You don't usually see this bilaterally just because it would be, they'd have to compress on two different sides. Um, so unless it's a systemic disorder, usually you're just going to see it present unilaterally, not saying it can't present bilaterally, but usually it's just unilaterally. Um, and then it will again, present along those nerve distribution or affected branches. So it could be the whole thing could be just like maybe the ophthalmic nerve and then they have you know pain in their forehead could be the mandibular and it's just pain with the chewing and then touching the bottom of the face and again this tends to be more of like either a stabbing pain so it's a sharp stabbing pain they get a lot of just like shot of pain kind of going through or it's like you feel like your face is on fire and when it's that like feel like it's on fire and it's tingly all the time and it doesn't stop that's what causes some people to um have mental health crises with this condition and again more common in women over 50 just something they've noticed a lot of times this is random but just throwing it out there that the patient on the boards might be a 60 year old woman that's presenting with this so how are we treating it? It's going to be mostly done by sur surgical intervention. So again, they'll have a uh, neurovascular surgeon go in there and they're going to either sever the nerve. So cut it just to get rid of all the problems, which that would cause patients to lose sensation to the face and then cause difficulty chewing. But um, most people, they kind of weigh their odds and they're just like, you know, I'm okay chewing on the left side if it means the right side of my face stops burning constantly. Um, so again, if the patient's electing for a more conservative treatment, like that desensitization training can help um, with various different things that we're going to do to the face. Uh, avoiding things that will trigger the condition, again, is a big one. So not touching the face, not chewing gum or anything like that. These are going to be the big things, but most of the time it's going to be that surgical intervention that ends up um, quote unquote curing this patient. And um, that's pretty much it with any sort of compression or problems with any sort of, you know, entrapment sort of thing. They're going to have to go in surgically and decompress it, which means whatever's been pushing on it, they got to move it out of the way or, you know, fix that problem. And usually that will solve the issue. Uh, they might have some residual effects, but again, just avoiding anything that's going to trigger them or make their situation be a lot worse. So keywords for this one is going to be pretty much just pain in the face. If you're seeing pain in the face, start thinking trigeminal neuralgia because pretty much one of the only ones that's going to be causing like severe pain in the face. Any sort of difficulty chewing, because remember, that's going to be the muscles of mastication. That's going to be the big one. Remember, it's the muscles that do the chewing, not the facial expressions. And then tumor, if it's a tumor that's causing compression, those two together, definitely going to show up. Usually unilateral. Don't get this confused with Bell's palsy. But you know, usually unilateral, if they're going to do a comparison, they're going to throw Bell's palsy in there. So make sure you know what Bell's palsy is going to look like. And then usually due to a viral infection, that tends to be a big one that shows up. So let's talk about the sample question. A physical therapist assistant is treating a patient with trigeminal neuralgia. Which of the following symptoms will we least expect to see with this patient? One, extreme hypersensitivity of the face. Two, difficulty chewing. Three, inability to raise eyebrows or for unilateral presentation. So I'll give you guys a second to think about that one.
All right, guys. So the answer is going to be inability to raise eyebrows. So remember, trigeminal nerve is not the facial nerve. The facial nerve is not responsible for sensation of the face. The trigeminal nerve is sensation of the face. The facial nerve is motor of the face. So again, raising the eyebrows, squinting, making faces, all those facial expressions, that's going to be cranial nerve seven. And so if they can't do that stuff, then you're thinking Bell's palsy because that's going to be your facial nerve. Um, again, extreme hypersensitivity of the face, pretty standard presentation, um, difficulty chewing, again, muscles of mastication. So the chewing muscles are going to be trigeminal. The rest of the muscles are going to be facial. And then unilateral presentation, pretty common with this one. Again, remember, it could be bilateral, but it's most likely going to be unilateral. So again, least likely to see the eyebrow problems because that's going to be a deficit of cranial nerve seven versus cranial nerve five, which is trigeminal nerve. So don't mix up your cranial nerves, guys. There's going to be questions on them. Just get them down pat. That's pretty much what it is. All right, guys, I will see you on the next one. I hope that this helped. Bye, guys. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of the PTA Elevation Podcast. We look forward to continually serving you as you embark on your journey towards becoming a licensed physical therapist assistant. We thank you for your continued support and we'll see you in the next episode.